Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. This is episode 10, and I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker. Maybe some of you who are listening would consider yourself an athlete, or you were an athlete in the past like me. As you know, sports are a huge influence on our children and our culture today. In fact, many athletes and coaches are heroes of our children, but that can be confusing in formative years, especially when God is squeezed out of the picture when it comes to our identity. Today, we have a friend of mine, Justin Kleiner, with us from Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He has a heart for sharing the gospel on the sports field of our public schools and college campuses. We will hear how Fellowship of Christian Athletes equips others to share Jesus across the globe through sports. Make sure you check out our website, BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com for our show notes and resources just for you. Let's join Justin now. Welcome, Justin. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Bible to School are in the same mission field of the public schools, but you're in sports, and sports is such a big focus in our culture and in our kids' lives. So looking forward to talking about that with you in a minute, but why don't you start off by telling us about your family, how many kids you have? Yeah, yeah. So my name is uh, Justin Kleiner, and I've uh, been working with FCA for eight years. My wife and I have actually been married for eight years. Okay, so I've been working with FCA for seven years. We've been married for eight years. Okay, I won't tell her you didn't know that. <laughs> well, I know how long we were married. I don't remember how long I've been working with FCA because obviously my marriage is more important. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've been married for eight years. We do not have any children at this point. So you can be praying for us. We would love to start a family in the near future. And you're from you're from Pennsylvania? I am. I'm from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, originally down around that area. All right. And did you grow up in a Christian home, Justin? I did. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents took me to to church all the time. We were active in our church community. And I think my, my parents did a great job explaining the gospel, explaining who Jesus was all throughout my life, even though I really didn't listen until I got older. <laughs> <laughs> Some A lot of us do that. Right. But you, were you now Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you were involved in sports. So tell mm -hmm. us about the sports you were involved in growing up. Yeah, so I grew up playing soccer, baseball, and basketball. I dropped baseball and basketball as I got into high school and started playing soccer all year round. And that was really what I was kind of putting my stake in on the ground there to go to college and try to play in college and thought I was good enough to do that. And I eventually did, but I ended up having an injury that ended that career before I ever actually played. So yeah, a little bit about how I actually ran off a probably bad course because of that. But hmm. So Fellowship of Christian Athletes caught my eye because your organization shares Jesus in public school sports. 
But how did you get involved? You said you were in in sports, but you you know went, ran off the rails a little bit. I always have expectations. But how did you get involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Yeah, so I kind of went off the rails in college. Stopped attending church. Really didn't want anything to do with that. And uh, as I got older, actually, as I went into grad school, I started going back to church. I moved back home and uh, was commuting to grad school. And when I was doing that, I started attending church again. I uh, had a good friend kind of call me out a little bit lovingly and kind of tried to lovingly guide me back on the straight and narrow. He explained about how uh, you really can't live one foot in the world and one foot with Christ. It doesn't work that way. It's either in or out. As he did that, kind of led me down a path of, all right, we'll have to figure out if he's right. Um, so I started actually searching the scriptures. And when I did that, I read Romans, I read John, and was kind of convicted under the weight of my sin and realized that I did need a savior, even though I had heard this my whole life and kind of just thought I was good on my own. So actually, that was in my early, well, probably around 23, 24. And then as my wife and I got married, we moved down to the Washington, D.C. area. I was working with spearheading intramural programs at George Washington University in D.C. And when I was doing that, I really started, I was growing a lot in my faith, starting to learn a lot more, understand a lot more of who Christ was, and kind of felt a, a pull to maybe ministry of some sort. I had no idea what that looked like, but I knew I had heard of FCA at some point. I didn't know a lot about it because it wasn't in my high school where I grew up. So I kind of went on their website, started looking around at a couple jobs, saw they had a position open there in DC, and I actually applied, started going through the process with them. And that was many moons ago in Northern Virginia that I was hired uh, with FCA. Now, you, you mentioned that you, you know, were thinking you, you, you were a sports person, enthusiast, and, you, you know, every young, I know I had three boys and they all got into sports and you think you're going to go and make the big time. You know, everybody, mm -hmm. everybody thinks that. So children, just talk about children they, that you see. It is a sports is a big draw. What, what do you see as the big draw in sports? That it's, it's, it's uh, something that there's lots of money in it and fame. I mean, what, what do you see as the draw there? Yeah, I think I think naturally many athletes you you kind of see this pretty early on the ones that excel are the ones who are very competitive and those who are competitive like to be the top of what they do in everything so they'll do whatever it takes to to get to the top and I think that is something that draws people to sports is the the competition aspect because i mean when you when you watch professional sports or whatnot you have the best of the best in the world competing to put a ball in a basket or score a goal or a touchdown or what whatever it might be and these men and women train their bodies 8 10 12 hours a day in order to be the best that's just it's i don't know it's a mentality i think that you kind of see it in the business realm and, and some other places as well, but you see the raw part of it on, on the sports fields and on the courts. And it's pretty much worshipped. I mean, it is something to aspire to by every young boy and every young you know, girl, some of the girls that are athletes. So how do you interject God into that? How does Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, interject God into that and introduce God into that? We really like to know. Yeah, so I think one thing that you see in athletics specifically is athletes. And I know I did this 
athletes tend to, as they grow up, they put their identity in the sport that they're playing. So when I was growing up, if you met me, I'd say, I'm Justin, I'm a soccer player. That was my identity. Mm. And as we talk with young athletes, as we talk with older athletes and even coaches and parents and everything, we want them to understand that we are as individuals designed to worship, but we're designed to worship God, not to design to worship ourselves or, or the sport that we play. So when we play a sport, how do we bring glory to God by thanking him for the abilities that he's given us to be able to perform on the sports field or to be able to coach or even thanking God for our children that have the abilities to do this. But hey, these abilities are given to you by the creator of the universe. And he asks us to then share the good news of Jesus Christ with those that you come in contact with. So that's really what we want to try to flip the perspective or flip the script, so to speak, on making it about us and instead make it about him and about what he has done in our lives. That's great. I, I love that. I love someone is in that mission field of the sports to do that for our children because they're constantly getting bombarded. You got to be in this sport. You got to be in that team. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, you know, you don't got to. Jesus right. already did it. So right. tell me, how does Fellowship of Christian Athletes Boards, someone's out there who says, what is this? How does this organization work? How do they do this in the public schools? Yeah. So specifically in the public schools, generally what we're doing is we're trying to put together a a group of students who would like to launch this on their campus. And generally speaking, we're working with middle schoolers and high schoolers. We're trying to identify students and we might hear about them from a youth pastor or parents might reach out or even coaches or we hear from all over the place. I just talked to some students the other night and they said, hey, we're interested in starting this on our middle school campus. How do we go about that? So I kind of gave them the website, said, I want you to send us your information so that we can get in touch with you. We would hold a quick kind of launch meeting to explain what it looks like on the campus and explain what they would be doing. But the goal for us is because a lot of what we do is on the public school campus, we can't go in as somebody that works for FCA, or you can't as Bible to school go in and just start preaching the gospel. We cannot do that. That's illegal, but we can train students to be able to do that. So our goal is to identify these students that want to do that and say, how do we equip them and then launch them into their schools, into their sphere of influence, their friends, their teammates, and everybody that they come in contact with to say, hey, we have this group called FCA. We get together. We usually have a snack. We'll play a game. And then we have a Bible study or a, a devotional of some sort. We'd love to have you come out to that. So that's kind of what it looks like. And it, use, it might be half an hour. It might be an hour. Usually it's before school. Not always. Kind of depends on does the school have a, an allotted time block where the students can hold a, a club and, and can it be a sanctioned club in the school or whatnot. So that's kind of how we do that. This could be a sanctioned club in the school. It can be, as long as it's student-run, which everything that we do, that's our goal is to be completely student-initiated and student-run from the get-go so that that is their First Amendment right to be able to do that in the public school setting. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Who made me? A core component of our identity is a longing to know our Creator, 
and in turn, develop a relationship with him. Time spent helping a child dive deep into developing their identity through a biblical lens builds a solid foundation for that child to lean into, especially during times of growth and transition. When things feel unstable and unsure, knowing their creator is in control of all things can be a tremendous comfort for a child in any circumstance. So who made you? God made you, and you are a daughter or a son of the king of all creation. So you train and equip students, uh, middle school, high school students. You do stuff with coaches as well. Is that right? We do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many of our listeners might be coaches. They might, yeah. might that because a lot of them have children that they coach and, and they might coach their own children and their friends and things. So talk about that. Yeah. So there's a couple of different things that, that we work with as far as coaches. We love to launch, we call them coaches huddles. Uh, so everything that we do in the school, we call it a, a huddle. We stick with the sports theme. And so the huddle is the group that meets on the campus or on the team specifically. So then we also have coaches huddles where we might have a coach that says, hey, I'd love to start leading a Bible study with other coaches in the school or with other coaches from a couple different schools. And our goal there is to equip them, give them resources to be able to do that as well. And also, we want to be able to minister to these coaches, help them to realize, you know, what you do as being an influence to these kids can glorify God. How do you best use the influence that you have to do that? Because we we talk about it all the time. I mean, I remember I'm 36 now and I remember every single coach that I had growing up. And I remember what they said. I remember the good, the bad, and the indifferent just because of the influence that they had. When coach said something, I was doing it. It didn't matter what it was. So helping the coach understand that that influence that they have on those young minds can be used for God's glory. Absolutely. Yes, I can remember what what my coaches said as well. When somebody believes in you and and invests in you and talks to you and hits hits your heart about things, it matters. And a lot of our listeners, I mean, they have children around them, all, all different ages around them all the time. So someone has a middle schooler, say, or a high schooler, what kind of advice would you give them if they're trying to grow them in their faith, you know, just in everyday life, what would you what would you say to them? Yeah, I think, man, there's a lot. There's a lot that could be said about that, I think. But maybe a couple pieces and not necessarily coming from a parent, but from someone who knows a lot of kids in the sports realm and, and whatnot in that age group. Do the best that you can to continually preach the gospel to them, preach the good news of who Jesus is. We all need to hear that. Believers, unbelievers alike, it is the most inclusive news that has ever been given because it's for everyone and it it transcends time, it transcends age, it transcends socioeconomic status and culture and everything. So to constantly be doing that, to be plugged into a church that also does that and specifically as intentional in preaching the gospel. And, you know, I, I think as parents, you know, we, we talk about the influence that, that coaches have. Obviously, coaches' influence are important, but a parent's influence and grandparents' influence goes way higher than even a coach does. And when your kids understand that, they, that you love and care for them and the truth of the gospel is spoken to them often and also you're living in light of that, that's a testament to 
the beauty of who Christ is. And that's going to go a long way. Yeah, you're a living testimony. Absolutely. So tell us some, I mean, I know that FCA is widely successful. How long has it been around? Uh, Since 1954 is when it started. Wow. So you've been influencing athletes for that long. What are some God stories that that really stick out in your mind where you say, wow, God really worked in that teen's life? Yeah. You know, I can think of probably a couple specific, uh, maybe I'll generalize it a little bit, but we have students that that kind of hop on a leadership team whenever they're maybe in seventh or eighth grade and they're involved for a couple years in the middle school, then they go into high school and they they continue to lead through there. And then when they launch out into college and, and now we just started in the area that we are now, we started about five years ago and we're starting to see this cycle of kids um, kind of launching out into into college, whether it be a private school, a, a Christian school, or a public school or university, they're going out to these schools and they are either, I mean, some have started FCA on the campus that didn't have it before. Other are getting plugged into other campus ministries such as crew or disciple makers or navigators or something like that. And they're kind of using the leadership skills that were polished as you know, in, in a couple of years in, in leadership with FCA, and they're continuing that and they're continuing to influence now the campus that they're at, that, that the Lord has taken them to in that walk of life, which is obviously different when you're out on your own for the first time in your life. And, and uh, you know, I, we try to keep in touch with them and we actually utilize them as we call them huddle leaders, but there are camp counselors whenever we have camps and stuff like that. So then they're coming back a lot of times and they're leading high school and middle school students through Bible studies and coaching them a little bit at camps as well. Wow. So they're, I was going to say, they're taking it all the way with them through life. Yeah. It kind of goes full circle. That's cool. That's really cool. How important is so that for the people who have young children that aren't in middle school and high school yet, how important would you say it is to start young with sharing the gospel with them for planting those seeds? On a scale of one to 10, I'd put it at a 12. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, the, the reality is, is as we grow up, I know at a young age, elementary school, middle school, our minds are very malleable. What we hear, we're going to be influenced by that. So if they're not hearing the gospel, they're going to be hearing some little G gospel from somewhere else. They're going to hear news from somewhere else that tells them that this is right and this is good. But a lot of times if that's coming from the world, that's not going to be good. So in fact, it would most likely be counterproductive to us being parents and wanting to have our our children understand and grasp of the glory of God in the gospel of Jesus. So it is, it's so important. I don't think I could really put words to it. <laughs> it's a 12 right. out of 10. Well, I, we're running out of time here. And I just wanted to ask you, people might be wanting to know how to even get involved in or learn more about Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wonderful organization. My boys were in it. They uh, were totally invested in, and they can remember their leaders as well. How do they go about doing that? Anybody wants to get to know? Yeah, so the best thing to do would be to go to fca.org. That's our website, and that's our kind of our international website where you you can actually go on there and you can find what ministry might be happening locally to where you live. Or camps, right? Or, you have- or camps, correct. Yeah, so they'll have, they'll have different 
tabs on there that you can figure out whether it be camps. And usually the camps are done in the summer, camps or clinics, and then just kind of where you can plug in on your school. Or if you'd like to launch on your school, you can also figure out how you would go about doing that as well. Awesome. That is great, Justin. We love what you do at FCA, investing in those middle schoolers, high schoolers, and I know even college uh, campuses you guys are involved in. It's important for us to get the the word of God out there and to equip people to do that. So thank you for doing that, Justin. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. What a great way to reach our youth through the mission field of sports. Will you join me in prayer for Justin and Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Father, Lord, we pray for Justin and FCA and all those who are ministering to children and youth on the sports field. Father, that they would know that their true identity is in you and nothing else. Lord, we ask this protection around these coaches and leaders that are sharing the gospel. In your name we pray, amen. Well, if you know someone who is crazy about sports or their kids' sports, Take a minute and share this episode with them. To learn more about FCA, go to our show notes page on our website, Bible2School.com. That's Bible2School.com. You can also go to our website to learn more about Bible to School and bringing the Bible to your public school. Next week, we're going to explore something that people ask me all the time. What are our children's religious liberties in our public schools? What are things they can do? and can't do when expressing their faith. Matt Sharp, the Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom and a friend of mine, will be joining us to help answer our questions. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can tell the children about the hope and love found in Jesus.